Welcome to the Monday Morning Pastor. This podcast is brought to you by a partnership between Christian Today, Kairos Partnerships, and the beautiful minds of Doug and JR. JR, what's up, man? Good to see you. Doug, it has been so long. I am so glad we're back in the podcast chairs. I'm so glad we get a chance to fire up another season of the Monday Morning Pastor podcast. I have missed it. I mean, I've of course, hung out with you, but I've missed being in this role with you, man. It's so good to be back. It is so good to be back. I know it's crazy to think the last time we were in a podcast setting was like the end of March, uh, 2021. Yeah. As we yeah. were, as I was getting ready for sabbatical, we're like pounding away, pounding away, pounding away, and yeah, man. And and here we are in front of the same microphones. But your your background has changed, which is good. I love that I see uh, a beautiful icon behind you. Um, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, for listeners at home, it's uh, Abbot Mena and the Christ, one of my favorite icons, and uh, I love it. It just reminds me, Jesus is my friend, and so yeah, I love man. it in my my background here. So, um, man, yeah, like we uh, we we tried to go through. We did, you know, you went on sabbatical. We had some guests. We had some reboots, which was great. And then you entered back in. I want to hear about sabbatical. I want you to unpack that a little bit here in a minute, but. Um, and we just thought coming into the fall, there was so much that was flying at you, so much that was, so much that was flying at me, and just you trying to get settled back into your role post-sabbatical. People, a lot of listeners, a lot of you said, hey, are you guys going to do the podcast again? Are you done? And we were like, no, we're not done. We're just getting our ducks in a row and make sure that there's planning and preparation, and it takes a lot of work to do a podcast. So we're really excited to be able to launch this again. So, Doug, yeah. yeah. It's so good to be back, man. Yeah, chomping at the bit. I mean, it, it. I think, too, it was really encouraging as well, the emails and the phone calls from folks like, when are you guys going to start back up? It's like, uh, you know, Caleb Mangum, you can now rest assured it has restarted, which is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, so much has happened, man. So let's... Uh, Let's take this first episode. I want to just make sure our listeners kind of get up to speed a little bit on you and me and kind of where we're going. And if you're a new listener, we're so glad you're a part of uh, this podcast community. Um, and we'll talk about why we do this in a little bit. But Doug, since listeners have last heard from you, what's happened? You've been on sabbatical. Who are you? How are you different now? Just fill us in, man. Yeah. Well, first of all, sabbatical was amazing. Um, for those from you know, from our church, from Renew. Thank you so much for that gift. It was absolutely incredible. So sabbatical was great. Um, I think what I enjoyed the most was the unhurried rhythm. Uh, and even from the perspective of just having time to like decompress, I remember something you said, uh, like when you went on your sabbatical, what was that? Four, five years ago, four years ago, JR. Yeah. Something like four or five like, years. Yep. You mentioned how like I felt like I had the flu, like the first, you know, the first few weeks, or like I was just tired all the time. And, you know, I thought to myself, oh, like I'm I'm kind of entering into it in a pretty good place. Nah, dude. I was like, I mean, you would have thought I was Rip Van Winkle, like who woke up. I'm like, where am I? What's going on? But man, my body, it just it took my body a month to like decompress. And um you know, from that point on, it's like once I kind of got into a normal space of healthy sleep, healthy eating, I decided to to do like a um, a cleanse. Uh, I worked with a, a nutritional therapist who helped me think through like just holistic health. And so I started eating really different, lost a couple pounds and just had a lot of time to just rest and refocus. And 
it was really interesting because I, I camped out a lot in Luke five um, and especially the, the, the second story in Luke five, when they, Jesus is, you know, heals the leper and, and then he leaves and goes to wild places or desolate places. And he, you know, to pray and to be with, with God. And so I felt really blessed to be able to do that. And, you know, for me, and if, for those that have listened before it, I spent a lot of time on streams, um, a lot of times, a lot of time fishing. And I got to apprentice uh, for a week with a, with a, with a master bamboo rod builder, a guy by the name of Jim Downs. And that just became like a sanctuary of healing for me. Um, Just a lot of work. And, and even from the perspective of like, as, as the time went on, I got to do some great adventures with my family. We went to Maine for two weeks and spent the time on a lake house and I'm a lake house guy. I've decided it is like, it's for real. I just love the lake life. Um, And yeah, I got to read, I I read a lot of fiction actually, believe it or not. I know JR, both you and I are not huge fiction guys. We don't like chomp at the bits. I I read a ton of fiction on sabbatical because I wanted it to be different. And so I'm with you. I'm so glad you read some fiction. What are some of the fiction books that uh, you read? So I went hook, line, and sinker into the wing feather saga uh, by Andrew yeah. Peterson. And like, it just was so good. Uh, like, so, so good. I, I read some Hemingway. Um, I read through The Hobbit again. Uh, so just like, just uh, some, some C.S. Lewis. Like, I just tried to, to find myself enthralled in story. And, and it was, it was so healing. I found myself in tears reading the weirdest things at times, but that was just really good. Um, and it was nice too, because my, my son had his 10th grade, his 10th grade year as a lacrosse player. And it was just great to show up to every game, not be thinking about rushing off to a meeting or anything like that. Um, my daughter played the cross too. So just to be present to their, to, to the things that they enjoy doing. Um, and you know, my wife and I, just really feel like it was a great gift to kind of unpack. I think coming back from sabbatical, what was interesting is I realized after four months of being on sabbatical, pre-sabbatical, I would have told you I was crispy around the edges, like just really tired. Yeah. Post post-sabbatical, I can honestly say I was burned out. Like I was mm. I was exhausted beyond what I imagined. And there was some deep unhealth in my soul. And so mm. I'm really, really grateful that I had a spiritual director to walk through that season with to help identify some of those things. And um, yeah, so coming back was great. Uh, it was also challenging. I came back and a week later, I started having AFib again. Like I, I was yeah. in AFib for almost 30 hours. They had to shock my heart back into rhythm, which sounds a lot more dramatic than it actually is. Like it's kind of uh, easy, but they ended up doing another, another surgery, uh, another ablation on my heart in mid September or the end of September. And so it's kind of weird coming back with a lot of excitement and then being hit with a health thing right away. Um, but even just seeing you guys in your family got COVID. I mean, you guys had a treacherous fall, treacherous fall. And, you know, my, my wife had her thyroid removed. There was a, a good chance that she, she had a tumor that was removed in her thyroid. So they took and they thought it was cancer. Like, praise God, it came back, you know, benign, uh, but but a growing tumor. And then COVID hit. And then we had the stomach plague, which was worse than COVID for us in some ways. Um, but yeah, and it's like, here we are, you know, we're, we're we got our feet on the ground. Um, we've seen God's faithfulness. Uh, and the big thing for me coming out of sabbatical 
is I really sensed this need to be investing in like my friendships. And so it's been really good. I mean, just right before Christmas, JR, like COVID pushed back a few times, but just grabbing a drink with you, like having happy yeah. hour, just like, like soul filling times are just what I continue to, to, to crave and need and am pushing time into my schedule to say, no, this is the important part. This is how I stay healthy. This is one of the things that anchors me and reminds me why I do what I do. Um, so yeah. And I think even coming back awesome. right off the, right off the bat, I was like super pumped for MMP, but then it's like, there's just no way we can get to this until, yeah. till, till I can breathe again. And, you know, and then the planning that goes into it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, give us an update on what's happened to you. Cause we both had crazy faults. Like they yeah. were, they, yeah, they were nuts. We did. Yeah. Well, before I get to that, I just want to, I want to make sure that listeners get a chance to hear a little bit more about you and, and I'll share in a minute, but I, Doug, how are you? I mean, gosh, you know, you had sabbatical, which is like really wonderful, but can be difficult and transformative and kind of a crucible of our own identity sometimes. Then you come back and you've got health issues. Mayor has health issues. You get COVID. Like, how are you a different person than you were pre-sabbatical and pre-fall health issues? I mean, who are you now as opposed to who you were six months ago? That's a great question. Well, this is going to sound weird, but I think I, I realized that I was, that um, there's been this like, uh, almost like this dark, this, this spiritual darkness over my life because of all of that. And it really pronounced in me, like I was able to name the fact that it, it was actually, there was a spirit of fear called abandonment that uh, was like uh. deep inside. And I mean, this is, uh, six days ago, I was able to name that it was abandonment. Uh. Um, and, uh, one of, one of my friends was, uh, reading Psalm 23 in a different way. And there's this, there's, you know, you prepare a table in front of the presence of my enemies. And, and, and he changed it and said, you prepare a table in front of all of my fears. Mm. And that unlocked something in me. And I recognized that there's this deep fear of abandonment. And I think too, I, I wonder if other pastors are experiencing that just even with COVID. I mean, yeah, there's so much loss that's taken place, but like the minute that that, that that word came out, I kid you not, JR, like hope started to, to, to boil up inside and not like a raging fire, but there just is like a spark. And that's the thing. Um, I, uh, Ignatian has this, you know, his whole consolation desolation, you know, like, where are you seeing God? Where are you resisting God? But there is this one, one thing that I was reading about, like when you're in a season of desolation, it says your enthusiasm wanes. Mm. And I recognize that, dude, I have had like very little enthusiasm, even for my hobbies, like for the last, since I, you know, since like, since I got back from sabbatical with all the health stuff and all those things. And it just like opened up the door to say, Lord, like resurrect the enthusiasm for the things that you've called me to. And yeah. so like, in some ways I feel like, uh, I'm coming out of a, a season of being in the ring and getting beat up and like getting thrown around, but there's like deep hope that wasn't there a week ago, um, that has now been sparked, uh, and being built on, which I'm just so grateful to Jesus for like his goodness and, and what he's up to. So, yeah, I, 
I, like this is fresh. So I don't know if that actually fully yeah. answers the question, but like it's there's this. Yeah. I mean, to look a bandit in the eye, give give it a hug and say, it's OK, man, I'm not going to leave you like you're, you're like that fears there. I had to hug it and say, all right, like we're good. Let's let's start moving. But and just mm. like recognizing the lies that were were being whispered in my ear because of those things was just really powerful. So, wow. Yeah, man, that's, I, I didn't know that. Like, that's amazing that just in real time, you're able to see that it, messages, experiences, thoughts from sabbatical, which, you know, was, is recent, but still several months ago now, but like yeah. in real time, you're able to name that. So thanks for your courage and naming that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking the question and leaving some space for me. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. Cause yeah, I'm like, man. let's, let's move on. But yeah. So JR, I mean, <laughs> What have you been up to, buddy? Yeah, man. It's uh, as you said, my my fall was quite uh, quite full. I think uh, you know, fall is always my my busy travel month and speaking month um, and various opportunities which I enjoy. But um, you know, with COVID, everything was like, oh, things got canceled. Let's just do it like next fall, um, you know, twenty twenty one. And I was like, yeah, great, yeah, let's do it. And then uh, I was so missing people and speaking in front of people. I've done so much speaking on Zoom and teaching my seminary classes on Zoom any opportunity to speak in person, I normally would think about it, pray about it, you know, talk to my family about it. But when people would say, are you free? I'd be, yes, I wouldn't even let them finish. I was just, yes, yes, I can do it. And I looked later and went, wow, did I overbook myself? And so I learned a lot, but I probably won't have a busier fall or a travel season ever that busy because of those compounding things. But they were exciting things. My my sons, you know, I challenge them, you know, if they read through the Bible with me in a year, we can go on a trip. And our youngest, um, we read through the Bible during COVID. So we actually ended up uh, finishing early because we had some extra time to read at home. And uh, he wanted to go to Seattle. He loves airplanes. So took a just trip of a lifetime out to Seattle. We did a seaplane tour. We did the Boeing tour. We did the Future of Flight Museum, um, Museum of Flight. Like just had a great time, you know, Space Needle. Um, ferry boat ride across the Puget Sound. We just we just had a ball together. Uh, and then my wife and I celebrated 20 years. So we went away to Ocean City, New Jersey for for a weekend to celebrate that. So all good things, uh, family trips and ministry trips. But it it was a doozy, and uh, I was so grateful that December just allowed me to rest and recover, and then hit the new year running. And I I have to. I mean, Doug, you know this being on the Kairos Partnerships team, but man, I have never been more excited. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're in the best place we have been in uh, 10 years since we started Kairos Partnerships. There's a lot of great momentum. We have a new team member named Will Severns, and, and Will has just been a massive, uh, significant benefit to our team of helping us think more strategically and planning. And so anyway, the opportunity to serve for our organization and our team of coaches, of which you're one of them, to just serve more and more leaders uh, through podcasting and five things in five minutes, our free weekly newsletter, the Resilient Leaders podcast, and the coaching and speaking and consulting that our team offers. It's just super fun. I mean, yeah. you remember our staff meeting not too long ago, and it just the excitement that was on that call. Uh, it's just great. So it's it's a really exciting stuff and and really having the team engaged. And uh, so we love serving leaders. And if there's ever a time leaders need it, it's right now. As you know, Doug, gosh, yep. we have just had the snot beat out of us. And so we are 
grateful for, for that privilege to be able to come along pastors who are saying, I'm tired, I'm worn out, or I feel like I'm doing okay, but I'm lonely. I feel misunderstood. Um, I feel like these are contentious times. And so every decision is of greater significance. And, and I want to make sure I'm thinking through these well. And so it's great to see many people reaching out for coaching and support and encouragement and, and guidance in that. So anyway, all that to say, it's been a really good, exciting season uh, for us um, as a family uh, and for us through Kairos Partnership. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's been fun. It's been fun. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting how there were times when I, I I can't remember, maybe I'm getting this off, but I feel like there was one week where you were literally in three different time zones in like, <laughs> yes. in like the middle of like seven days. It's like, yes, it's like, some people ask like, where am I? But it's like, and what time zone? And I, it, I just, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, yeah. My, my body, my body sat me down and was just like, bro, <laughs> you can't do this to me. You cannot mess with a sister, your circadian uh, rhythm like this. Like, uh, so I did wake up. I was like, man, I'm, I'm on the West Coast, and then now I'm on the East Coast. Now I'm in the South. Now I'm in Midwest. Now I'm back on the West Coast in, in eight days. And it was like, what am I doing? So didn't didn't really plan through that real well. But uh, grateful to not only have survived, but uh, I think there was benefit that I was able to add. But I just I more than anything, I just love the value of meeting new friends across the country in these spaces and just, just cherish those times of just being encouraged by leaders that are saying, man, it's been a hard season, but they haven't lost hope. They haven't given up. And just hearing those really raw and honest conversations, but still laced with hope. Um, it's just something that fuels me, even though my body's tired, I come home just amped up emotionally, mentally, spiritually from those. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful that we're back in the seat. You know, we get a chance to to encourage pastors in this way. You know, one of the big things that I, I you know, I remember one of the one of the things that I've always really appreciated. You shared with this with this with me years ago was Simon Sinek. Start with the why. Yeah, and and I mean, I go back to that, and I've sent that to more leaders, and I've had more conversations about the importance of why. And in some ways, it's nice because we've had such a long break. It's made, I know it's made me think about, well, why, you know, why am I doing the things that I do? But specifically, like, why Monday morning pastor? And just as we were catching up beforehand, you had this, this, this nugget of like, here's why we do it. So can you talk about that? Yeah, well, if, especially if you're a new listener or you're a listener that's kind of forgotten uh, what we're about since it's been so long, just, you know, why do we do this? Because Doug and I talked about this when this was started, and this was Doug's idea of this podcast and the name, which is just brilliant, Monday Morning Pastor, of knowing that pastors, their hardest day of the week is often Mondays. Uh, we know that suicide is the highest for pastors on Monday. We know that many pastors quit on Monday. The lowest emotionally that they feel in a given seven days is on Monday. And so we want to stand in the gap and talk about how ministry is, is hard and there are difficult uh, points, but also with hope and just double major in reality and hope at the same time. And so, Doug, you and I were talking. I'm prepping for a talk that I'm giving um, and uh, at a retreat here this spring. And I, I'm, I, I'm so excited to teach on the shipwreck in Acts 27, where Paul and all these 276 prisoners, they shipwreck on the island of Malta. And I've been to Malta, this little tiny island in the Mediterranean, and seen the traditional cave where they think that he stayed. And it's, it's amazing. But, but before the shipwreck happens, um, 
you know, th- these, these sailors are just desperate knowing that like this could come to an end. And so what do they do? They, they, they use a word in there. They said, and they undergirded the ship, which is a nautical term. It's the only time that word is used in, in our Bible, undergird. It's where you take ropes or cables and you put them underneath the wooden ship and you pull them as tight as possible. You kind of kind of cinch them up and you hug them close so that you, you, you want to do all you can in the storm to make sure that the ship doesn't break in half or break into a thousand pieces. So you undergird it, wrap these ropes and cables underneath for this hug to give it more support through the storm so it doesn't break open. And as I was studying that and looking at that, I'm like, that's what we do at Kairos Partnerships. And that's what this podcast is about, is we want to be undergirding you emotionally and relationally. We're not trying to fix you, but to say you're not alone and to remind you that even though it's hard, there's still hope. And so we want to wrap, Doug and I are just wrapping cables around your ship. That's our intent, is to wrap cables around your ship and just pull it tight and to provide all the support that we can to try to keep you from shipwrecking and running aground and having your, your ship of your ministry and more importantly, your life, that it won't break into. And so any way that we can undergird you through prayer or encouragement or check-ins um, or even in more formal senses of, of coaching and working with us more specifically, we would love to undergird. That is the whole purpose. So if you're just joining us, this is an undergirding podcast and uh, we want you to feel, huh, I'm not alone or wow, this is hard, but I can get through this. Wow, God really is as good as he says he is. Mm. And we'll do that free from nice platitudes or Christian cliches. We don't want to sound like a Hallmark card uh, in what we're doing here, but just to be able to provide the encouragement and support that pastors need when they feel like I'm all alone, especially in the season where the storm is raging and we're wondering, are we going to make it? Um, Because these waves are unrelenting. What I love about that story, Doug, is, you know, 14 days, it says we didn't see the sun or the stars. <laughs> Jeez. Like, where they were like, is this storm ever going to end? Is this a demon-possessed storm? This is ridiculous. They probably had never seen a storm like that. Well, we've never seen a storm like we've had the last two plus years. Mm. And this, I think, is where we're saying, I have not seen the sun or the stars in ministry or in leadership. And I don't know which end is up, and I don't know how we're going to make it. So anyway, we are the undergirders. I guess, of this podcast and hoping to bring in other speakers and guests that we interview to help in that undergirding process. That's why we do this. I, <clears throat> I think that that's so important for us just to be reminded and even just to share with, to remind you all who've been tracking with us for the, for the seventh, this is our seventh season. Can you believe that? Like The biblical I'm, season of seven. Love it. Yeah. So season seven, episode seven, like watch out. We're, like who yeah, knows? Our heads are just gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just stay in season seven until we hit the seven hundred and seventy-seven <laughs> episode of season seven. <laughs> Love it. Love uh, it. No, but but man, we are excited about the season. We already have some amazing guests lined up, lined up, and even as we've been starting to to do produce, you know, get some of these interviews on the way. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm feeling and hearing a lot about resilience uh, in 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 our pastors who we're interviewing and in our speakers and thought leaders that we're we're interviewing and man it's just getting me super excited and and again our rhythm is every Monday we we will be providing a a podcast and 
we kind of look at our year in three sections. We we normally take off a couple of weeks in May as we get ready for actually we go from now and through through the end of July. So we'll have podcasts from now to the end of July. We take off August because we need off August. That's when we actually do what we we tell people to do. Like you need to rest from your work to recharge. Mm-hmm. We jump back in in September and we go through the end of December and we usually take off January to re-catch up on just getting our passion tanks filled again and things like that. So we're just super excited to be able to do this again. Um, yeah, we've also made the decision to bring on a few more co-hosts from time to time. And so, um, yeah. yeah, do you want to key that up, JR, and let sure. our listeners know what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. So Doug and I have done just about every episode ourselves, or occasionally Doug will do a, a one-off, or I'll do a one-off of interviewing a guest or two, and that's great. But we also have a team of people at Kairos Partnerships, these team of coaches that are passionate about serving pastors and kingdom leaders. And so we want to make sure you hear their voices as well. And so on occasion, you're going to hear some other people from our team who will be coming in and 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 co-hosting and doing some of the interviews as well. And so if Kairos Partnerships, if Partnerships is in our name, then we want to make sure we're partnering with uh, not just with you, but other people on our team. So you're going to hear their voices more. We're excited to share those voices and have you learn from them and their experiences as well, which is incredibly valuable. So be looking for that and uh, hearing for those different voices. Yeah. So it looks like this is it uh, for our first episode back. We're so glad that we have a chance to be behind these microphones and we're really looking forward to, to season seven. And we're really glad to be back with y'all. Thank you.